This Can Do Podcast is brought to you by Blake Albina Thoroughbred Services. Blake Albina is a full-service bloodstock agency and consignment company representing clients at every major horse sale in the country. For more information, call Ron Blake at 859-396-4836 or Hunsley Albina at 859-621-0800. Whether an experienced owner or a newcomer to the game, Blake Albina has the knowledge and experience to help you achieve your goals in the thoroughbred industry. I got the horse right here. The name is Paul Revere. And here's a guy that says if the web is clear. This is Bill Duncliffe. I want to welcome you back to the Big Score segment of our Can Do Horse Racing Podcast. The podcast about all things horse racing. Some history, some handicapping, and some humor. The Big Score segment of our podcast is brought to you by your friends at Endeavor Farm on Old Frankfurt Pike in the heart of the bluegrass. Every Big Score has its roots down on the farm. Boarding, breeding, foaling, layup care, and sales prep are all services offered by Terry Nickel and his team at Endeavor. You can reach Terry at 859-509-7035 or email him at terry at endeavorfarmky.com. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-F-A-R-M-K-Y.com. Thanks again to our friends at Endeavor Farm for sponsoring The Big Score. Like many of you over the years, I've played in a number of the free handicapping contests at Public Handicapper, founded by Scott Carson. So you know they feature a rotating cast of guest handicappers, all of whom deliver some great insights into what we'll call investment opportunities of the track. Steve Simonovich was a guest editor on Public Handicapper for a number of years who showed a remarkable tendency to point out some big-priced winners. So I knew he'd have some great big score stories. As it turned out, he not only had some great big score stories, but he also had several of the other kind of stories we all love to trade, the bad beats. This was a fun and entertaining conversation. Along the way, we also discussed some strategies for finding some of those big price winners that lead to those big scores. I think you'll enjoy this conversation very much. I know I did. So I'll let you have the floor. Um, Tell us your big score story, and I might ask you some questions as we go through it, but uh, have at it. Yeah, sure. Um, I basically have a few big scores, um, at least for me anyway. Um, I'm always, I'm still looking for that six figure score. And <laughs> we, we all are. <laughs> I, you know, I, a long story short, my, my grandfather, um, we were talking about Oakland Park earlier before we got on, but my grandfather actually picked a six figure pick six at Oakland Park in the 1980s. And, um, he gave the uh, numbers to my uncle and to his um, son-in-law at the time and uh, to make, you know, to put the, the ticket in. So he, he gave him the numbers. He was listening on the radio down in Arkansas. They, they play the races on the radio. And uh, he was listening and he just, I wasn't there at the time, but I was just a little kid. But um, the story goes, he was jumping up and down. We're rich, you know, a hundred grand in 1985 is a lot of money. And it's a lot of money now, but back then it's more like 300 grand. Um, and so he thought he won it. And lo and behold, uh, those guys were going to put the tick. They went somewhere up, up in Benton or Little Rock. And they, they thought they could come back and get the ticket in in time. They didn't make it back before the, the first oh, race of Pick God. Six. Oh my God! And uh, <laughs> I'm sick that, just listening have, to that. I'm just sick. It, it's such a. It's. I feel bad to this day. I hear the story periodically in our family circles, and I always often think about it. And it's. Uh, 
it's kind of heart-wrenching. Uh, before I get into some of my really big scores, uh, I want to go into a similar story like that. Yeah. It was a pick five. Uh, it was a pick five last year at uh, Arlington Park. And um, I am a real estate agent in Southeast Wisconsin. And um, I had every intention on going to the Arlington Million that day. You know, I wanted to block everything out. I did have some clients that were adamant about seeing some properties, and then I had another home inspection uh, for another client that I couldn't get somebody to cover for, and uh, so I decided to stay back, and um, I still was able to put some waiters on my phone. Uh, I had every intention of playing the pick five, and I did not, and that day I did hit the uh, the pick four. Mm-hmm. It paid like $4,700. Okay. I think I singled Robert Bruce in the Arlington Million. I I had Carrick. Oh, who wow. Paid, yeah. I think, 50, I think he paid 50 or $60. He beat Analyze It. Uh, that was a Chad Brown runner. Yeah, yeah. So he beat, he won the Secretariat, paid huge. And um, I was going to go really deep in the Robert Bruce Memorial, which was the first leg. And a horse that I really like a lot, and I didn't get the ticket in, a horse that I really liked a lot was Sir Anthony. And um, he won that race, and I think he paid about 28 bucks. Long story short, the, the pick five, okay, the pick four paid 4700 I made seven grand that day. The pick five paid $300,000. Oh, wow. And, oh. and <laughs> wow. you know, I'm... I'm with some clients in a basement doing an inspection. I had bad reception. I look for whatever reason. I just didn't get the pick five in. I later got the pick four in, and it, I, I often think about that. And I'm like, man, uh, you had it. You didn't. You didn't put it in. There's so many horse players out there that have stories like that, or where they got nipped at the wire. Right, I, right. I feel. I feel so bad about the guy. Uh, you remember the rainbow pick six? Well, it's still going on the rainbow pick six. There was a guy, um, I want to say a, a, a jockey fell off, and he was looking at like a million dollar. Oh, payday. right, that's right. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, 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 yeah. For, a, yeah. for a rainbow pick six, and the horse was winning by I don't know, like five. I remember the sixteenth pole. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking, what does what would I do in that situation? I mean, that poor. I always, I'm like that poor guy, man, or gal, whoever had that ticket. But stuff like that, it's like, gosh, man. I, I, but I love when people really do well, and, and they, they, they post their winning tickets on, on Twitter. And, oh, yeah. You know, That's I'm, I great like, to see, yeah. Well, How'd they do it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you give them a, a thumbs up, or it's like, wow, nice hits. I'm always looking for people that are always hitting uh, the, the big scores like that. My big score, uh, my biggest score, is a measly $31,000. It was... Um, at Del Mar in 2007. This is when I really first started. Uh, I always bet the Derby and I did stuff and I, I went to the track. Um, you know, we've been into, our family's been in horse racing uh, pretty much since the 80s, but we've owned horses, me and my dad, and my uncle, since the late 90s. Okay. And I was a novice gambler and stuff. But I started getting serious right around 05 and stuff. And um, I hit my my first pick six in 2007 at Del Mar. I was actually at the office 
again, another office story, <laughs> real estate related. I'm uh, I'm actually um, on the phone talking to clients while the pick six is going on, and I had coworkers coming in, um, you know, giving me updates. <laughs> and of course, I uh, I had two singles. It was six, it was a sixty four dollar ticket, and um, I remember specifically one of the uh, entries. It was a, a Doug O'Neill entry, and uh, I can't remember the names of the horses, but I I I knew I had two horses. And the horse that won, uh, I was telling everybody, this one is going to win. The horse that won was the 1A, who I thought had no shot. <laughs> and you, you see that all the time. Yeah, uh, you, where do. The, you do. The other end of the entry that looks yep. like dog crap wins. <laughs> um, so I had people like, you know, I'm doing like this. I'm on the phone, and they're coming in. They're writing like 1A on a piece of paper. And then they're sliding it on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I know I'm winning. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, you know. And uh, uh, I got off the phone. I, I watched the last two legs. And um, the way the office is set up, it's basically, um, at the time, we were on 6th Avenue, downtown Kenosha. And it's, uh, you know, it's there's a music store next door. They sell music uh, instruments. And then the other side, I think it was an insurance company. Uh, but when we hit that, I yell out, a, I, I just go nuts. <laughs> I'm like screaming. And then, you know, people are like walking out in front of the sidewalk and they're kind of peeking through the windows. What's going, <laughs> What's on, going in on there? In there? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody that works and has placed wagers online has probably had some similar stories where um, they yell out or something. If they hit you know, 31 grand, you know, 31 grand's a, a good, a, a pretty big score. That's yell worthy. Um, That's yell worthy. Yeah. I've hit a lot of other uh, smaller pick sixes through the years, uh, 14 grand, 11th grand, stuff like that. Um, I did have one in particular where I had the TVG set up at my house. My brother came over. Um, we were rolling right along this. Uh, at that time, it was the rainbow pick six that I played. And, um, I had two in the last race. I had a long shot where it was a will pay to uh, like $106,000. And um, I had the favorite and the favorite was 14,000. And the long shot was a speed horse and was a wire threat. And it had to leave the whole way. And this horse came, the favorite came flying down the center of the track and and nipped it. And uh, it was such a, like a, bittersweet lukewarm like i won right. 14 you won, but yeah, yeah, yeah i lost but at the, <laughs> at the same time i'm like dang man and during the stretch i'm like because my brother was having car problems at the time mm-hmm. i'm like mark if this horse wins <laughs> i'm buying you a new car <laughs> oh, that's great that's great well i i won the 14 grand i said you're sol on the new yeah. car <laughs> <laughs> I took him out to dinner and did some other stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, you brought up the rainbow. Now, now, do you do you play that on non forced payout days as well? If you have a good idea, or are you just waiting for the forced payout? I days? used to. I used to until uh, Garrett Skiba got in my ear and started talking about the takeout and everything. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but but yeah. uh, I uh, I played the very first rainbow pick six and i actually hit that one you can go back and look i think it paid eleven thousand dollars and there was a lot of confusion with that pick six 
um, when I hit it, I was the only person on Twin Spires to hit it. Oh, and no way. Wow. When, and there was a lot of confusion. I My balance wasn't updating. Um, the chart came out. It was almost 45 minutes before I figured out what happened. The chart came out, and it said I won a dollar sixteen or something like that. <laughs> what, I'm like, what, this can't be right. I'm like, what kind of wager? <laughs> yeah. I'm like... I mean, I know I, it's a ten cent bet at the time. It was ten cents. Now it's like twenty. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I know it's a ten cent bet, but wait a minute. This I hit a like a fifteen or twenty to one shot in here. This thing's gotta pay at least more than a dollar sixteen. <laughs> so I call, I call Twin Spires, and I'm like, what's going on? They're like, uh, Mr. Simonovich, I think you are a jackpot winner of a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I started like hooting and hollering, like, wow, what's going on? They're like, hold on. And then I, I think what happened was I was the only winner at Twin Spires, but obviously there's other um, outlets where oh, wagers can be placed. Okay. Somebody, a couple of people hit it at, uh, a couple of people hit it at the track and maybe somebody on another online site. But I won, I ended up winning like 11,000 and change on the very first. Uh, Rainbow Pick That was the Gulf, at Gulfstream, right? That was the first one was at Gulfstream, that, correct? Yeah, the yeah, very first yeah, Rainbow Pick at yeah. Gulfstream Park. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, the chart was all screwed up. Twin Spires didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I I went from thinking I won a dollar to a hundred grand to 11000 The thrill of victory so, and the agony of defeat, like they used to say, right? I mean, you're all over yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the Pick 6... Um, I used to like to play them at uh, Santa Anita uh, when they were like a, a $2 wager. And they they got rid of that. And I actually never hit the pick six there, but I hit five out of six several times and they paid pretty well. And I, I knew I always had that in my back pocket, you know, if I, Just you know, more. Yeah. opinion yeah. It yeah. doesn't come in, you know, I, I still got a shot to make right. some money. Right. The, the, the biggest pick six that I ever hit five out of six I think it paid thirty eight hundred dollars at Belmont, and um, that was uh, actually not Belmont. It was at Churchill, and that was the time that Zenyatta uh, Breeders' Cup Day got um, nosed yes. out. Yes, <laughs> for, um, for those of us who, who did have blame that day, we were very happy. By the way, <laughs> let's just put it that way. <laughs> and stoop, you know, I did hit the exact because I remember Blame was undefeated right. at Churchill Downs, never lost, and um, I. You know, in hindsight, I was just a really a really big Zenyatta homer, and I still am. I love Zenyatta, and I just said, I'm singling her. I don't care. I'm singling her, and I did do the exact, but yeah, I, I really wish I would have added, uh, added blame on, on that well, ticket. you know, that's a tough one because it's, you know, and I think we've all had this experience. You fall in love with a horse, um, and, you know, you're emotionally invested in the horse, because um, look, I like I said, I had blame that day, but but I have been in love with other horses, and I'm emotionally invested, mm-hmm. and it prevents me from looking at the race in a coldly logical way and saying, "All right, you know, is there any chance this one could lose today?" Um, and it's it's a, it's a very difficult position to be in, and plus, you know, in the pick six, let's face it, you want to find some singles. That's 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 the key to right. one of the big keys to being successful, right? Yeah, and I, you know, and I knew going in she was going to be a heavy single. A lot of people are just going to single her just because. 
And I, and you know, this was back in 2010. I was a good handicapper, not as good as I am now. And, and, uh, looking at the, the home court advantage and all that stuff, Blaine was the play and was the better price. I think he went off to five to one. Almost in six. That, in yeah. that classic. Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah, six. And, yeah. And that was, uh, that was the, the right play to make. Um, another, uh, another tight loss, uh, five out of six where I made probably around three grand was on Belmonte of 2011 uh that's when drosselmeyer i think oh, won the Bruce, yes. or sure. not the Bruce, yeah actually yeah, the belmont actually he won the belmont he but the then belmont. he won the same year he won yeah. the belmont that year yep. yeah belmont and the classic right yeah yep yep so anyway in the in the belmont i i had him in the belmont and i i hit five out of six that day for a good score that if you look at the chart you'll see that um that same day, a seventy to one shot, one out of a thirteen hole, and I can't remember the horse's name. Oh my gosh! But the, but in the turf race uh, on the undercard, it was Gio Ponti versus Winchester, and they were stable mates. And I singled Gio Ponti, and Winchester won at like twenty to one that day. Oh man! And uh, the pick six paid eight hundred thousand dollars. Whoa! On that on that day, wow! And I just wish again the stable mate. You got the entry with the couple entry we talked about, but you're going to get that entry. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you're in a stable mate situation, God, it's hard to throw one out. You might as well just include them all. And I kind of have been. I I I, I vow not to leave off a stable mate like that ever again, especially when you got good riders on all these horses. Well, it's but but it, it is the it's the especially of the $2 variety, it's the pick six challenge. Like we talked about is, is if you, mm-hmm. you know, you have anytime you start adding horses onto the ticket, it's, you know, the, the cost multiplies tremendously. Now the 20 cent one, obviously it does not, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Playing at any time other than, you know, force payout day is, you know, the payout is mm-hmm. the, the takeout is, is enormous, but you, you you brought up a couple of interesting places I want to go back to a little bit. Um, because I just sure. I just had this experience uh, a couple of weeks ago. As a horse player, is there anything more excruciating than a long shot who you think is going to wire the field when they're about halfway down the stretch and you can see everyone coming and you just please, 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 just hold on, right? Yeah. I mean that is that is uh, that's one of the toughest feelings to to, to sit through when you're watching that because well, yeah, you know. Like when I have like turf racing at Gulfstream, seven and a half furlongs on the turf to two turn race, and if I see a, if I see a horse that's got decent breeding that's been running five five and a half on the turf over there, and you know it's you know got an inside post and it's going to grab the lead, I love playing those horses, and and uh, I've been there, man, where they got that lead the whole way, and something comes out of nowhere and nips them, and yeah, that's very, and we talked about it earlier with the. You know that that race at Gulfstream Park where I could have really got my first six-figure score. You know, a horse that you handicapped to wire, and you're you're just begging for it. And <laughs> where's it at? And, yeah, come on, <laughs> uh, it's just it's excruciating. And it, I don't know what it is with Kentucky Downs, but that wire, I don't know. It's a, there's like little mini turns in there or something. But you think the wire's coming, and then oh, 
it's another like not, not there yet. I don't know, <laughs> eighty yards yeah. before that wire comes yeah. up. Oh, it's forever. It's it's forever there. And uh, you know, uh, you brought up the whole entry mate thing too, because I think we've all had that experience. You you know, you look at one half of the entry, and you know, you think that one's going to scratch, but they leave that one in. And I guess you know, uh, after a while, I. I you know, you start thinking to yourself, well, maybe the trainer knows something that I don't, you know, but, but, you know, thank God that they are. And in fact, it's one of the things that I don't understand the entry rules in New York these days where Chad Brown in particular, like that three horse race at Saratoga, where I think it was, aren't Tyson sister Charlie, aren't they both owned by the same owner yet? They come in as separate entries, I think. Um, yeah, I think um, if there's, I think one of the horses that was a minority ownership is that why they okay. Okay. don't include it. But I could be wrong. But um, I think if you have the same owner, no matter how big of a, a, a stake they have in that animal, they 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 should be coupled one way or another. But yeah, New York's got their their own thing, and you know Chad Brown, he runs the show up there. <laughs> the the other thing you brought up, so I think about this line from Rounders all the time: is uh, every poker player remembers their bad beats, right? <laughs> and and you oh, know, of course. yeah, yeah. Whether it's uh, the ticket not being put in, or you know, just not being able to get it in, uh, because that's. Uh, but but those make for great stories too, because everyone can sympathize with that, right? I mean, everyone can understand that. I've been there too, you know. Yeah, I and that's why you know it's almost like you're in an AA meeting and you got to talk about your problems, you know, with other gamblers. Like, I'm going to give you my bad beat. I want to hear yours, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's therapeutic. You talk about each other's misery. Um, you know, I just the other day I was on Twitter and um, a horse player, a friend of mine, uh, Justin Dew, he he liked a horse at ten to one. Uh, he was playing on a horse turnings contest, and I tweeted that I liked. Um, this other horse, and it was like 18 to 1. Well, I got a bad break, and the horse went wide in the first turn and didn't really have any chance. His horse wins that he would have had at 10 to 1. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, oh, man. But the cool thing is the next day he won a seat uh, to did. Vegas. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's cool. You got it. And <laughs> you can put, that, put Saturday behind you. But, uh, yeah, it's good to talk about your your problems in general with other people that have similar uh, problems, and it's it's therapeutic. And I think horse players or poker players, they just like to talk about, man, did, did you see what happened there? Can you believe that happened? And yeah, last year it was over here and that happened. And and um, sometimes you can get little tidbits out of that, maybe not make um, similar mistakes, but you know this game is uh, ever evolving with the information that we have and handicapping tools that we have i remember first breaking in i mean i would just buy a racing farm that was it and i would tape uh i used to have like uh vhs tapes like 50 100 of them just of all all the horse races that i would tape when back in the day when i had tvg and when it first came out in like 2000 maybe and then um i used to and then sportsman park i don't know if you remember old sportsman park used it used to be across the street from hawthorne um Dave Gutfriend used to do a uh, like a recap show, and I would take all of those replays because back then we couldn't get right. replays, right? You know, like no, we no. can now. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. So I'm a trip note handicapper, and I look. I like to look at class of uh, races that horses have recently run in, and you know, if you have a horse that blows out a bunch of crap. 
you know, it, yeah, that bit me. I was in the Hawthorne, or Hawthorne Invitational and Maximum Security, ran a bunch of crap, and I faded them in the, um, you know, in the Florida Derby. I did have the runner-up runner, runner up that day at 70-1, to 1, but if I would have just included that, or, you know, Maximum Security, who my dad loved, he texted me. He's like, man, you should bet Maximum Security. I said, well, I like, uh, uh, I forget the name of the horse already. Oh, the 70-1 to one shot. The outside, he was on the outside, I think, right? The uh, horse you think. I, and I can't remember who it was uh, either. But uh, Anyway, I can't, my memory's shot already. But um, all I had to do was, you know, uh, an exact box. I think it paid four hundred five hundred dollars or something like that but um yeah trip handicapping um all that stuff i like formulator that's pretty much what i use yeah me too me too yeah and now now you can put notes in there and you know um it's it's a good racing tool you know well you you know it's we we like to talk about the big scores we like to talk about the bad beats but um you know, if you're going to be successful or have any fun, it, it's work, you know, so things like formulator, watching replays, things like that. I, I find I use formulator myself. I find I get a lot out of watching replays because many times, you know, the running line that's in the racing form, for instance, or in Equibase is just never going to capture everything that happened in a race. And sometimes you'll see something subtle, like, you know, a horse just got squeezed out of a spot as they were entering the backstretch and, you know, didn't check, but just kind of lost position. Um, and, and that's probably mm-hmm. not even a great example, but, uh, you know, I think many times when you actually the better example I think of is when they're coming down the stretch. So many times you'll see a horse just subtly get shut off as they're advancing, um, whether it's a horse kind of coming out on them or whatever. And that really doesn't ever get picked up in the, in the running line or, or should it, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, but you know, if you can see something like that, um, you know, look, it's a clear guys like you and, and guys like me, we're looking for price plays right and that's how you get those price plays is because you do a little bit more work than the other people um and you yeah uh, um, turf racing maiden turf racing is a, another great spot where you can get a lot of good prices and you know you can use a breeding angle um you know i the painters were doing really well at the nhc last year and um i, I there was one in particular i did well but uh, there was one in particular that day uh, my dad was with me he liked and I, I didn't, I faded it and it, and it won and it, and it paid huge. And the painters were running good all, all that weekend. Um, you know, if you get like a, um, what's another really good, um, uh, Bodie, uh, Meister, by the way, that one horse that, that one horse that, uh, the, the 70 to one shot, that was Bodie Express, by the way, just got me a memory. Yes, jogger. that's right. That's right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. But Bodie Meister's, um run well on, on turf as well city zips and um i know justin do is even talking about when he won his seat um he got he got a tip on a um on a, on a turf sire that was doing well and he played it and it, and it won at 35 to 1 so i saw that you know, too you on to, twitter yeah you have to yeah. look yeah you have to look at like um you know breeding on a lot of those maiden races uh i i, I particularly like when you have a maiden horse that um, has run like just terrible made special weights. I'm talking losing by 50, 40, 60 lengths. And they, they put them in for 25 and they win. Yeah. And they're, and they're 10, 15 to one. And it's, it amazes me to this day that handicappers still fade that angle. They don't, I mean, I don't, my first contest that I was ever at, um, was at Oakland park in 
2007. I actually finished fourth that day. Um, there was the guy that won it. His name was Bobby Price. And they're like, wow, how'd you win the contest? You hit this horse, this horse, and that horse. He's like, uh, if they look like mud, kick it. He was a Southern guy. <laughs> and it was so funny how he said it. He was picking those maiden special weight horses that looked like just complete crap. Zero buyer speed figures, uh, no speed out runner. Maybe they showed a little speed and then they got they they lost by you know forty lengths. And um, I, I that contest kind of opened up my eyes and and I always played that angle and it's one of, it's been one of my best angles uh, and it should be everybody's angle but maybe well, I shouldn't be talking about it particularly. <laughs> 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 well, particularly if you see that they were well bet as a maiden, and maybe maybe they had three or four maiden special weight races, and they first out they were eight to one, and then they twelve to one, twenty to one, thirty one. But whatever, I like to go back and say, well, they they were eight to one at one point, and somebody thought enough about them, and that's just a number, right? But um, and now they're dropping in for twenty five. But to your point, I'd rather have a horse that was eight to one in a maiden special race than a front runner who is you know zero for two at maiden twenty five because you know. Uh, typically, those horses, they, 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 you know, those horses just aren't gonna aren't, aren't gonna get it done. But you're right; you can still get prices on them. That's <laughs> well. That's, yeah. That's, so uh, I've I've looked those into a lot of my you know pick fours, pick fives, uh, hitting hitting some decent scores like that, and um, it, and also like I, I mentioned the the video replays. I you put your trip notes in, and before I would have like this little book and I would write down my trip notes yeah, I did the before same I would thing. make a, a play. I did the same thing. Yep. Now I can, yeah, now I can put them in the, right in the formulator. They they have it where you can just, they have that little box and you can just type it in. So, so I do that now and I, and I have those there. And of course, stable mail is just a huge tool. If, if when you put these notes in, if you're going to, to play these pick sixes and pick fives, if you have a horse that's working well or you, you put those notes in and you see that it's entered, then you're like, wow, that horse is running. I'm going to work my ticket around that horse. I know it's going to be a price. Um, I know I know what happened with this trip note. I can see it's working well. It might go off at 8 to 1, it looks like here. I'm going to single it. And um, that's worked well for me on, on a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, here at Arlington, um, I, I get head bobbed out by Larry Ravelli all the time. <laughs> He's always, I got a horse that looks good, and yeah, it runs great, and I'm running second. <laughs> so that's another rule you're gonna, you've added probably his box with Larry Ravelli, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, you, yeah. He's shot. always got a three to five shot in there <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that's going to win. Well, listen, Steve, I know you've got stuff you want to do, uh, but listen, this has been terrific. Um, I love the stories, and uh, I really appreciate you sharing some of the, the, the tips and thoughts, too. Um, sure. I'll, like I said, we've got – probably run this within a, the next couple of weeks. I will keep you posted on it, though, but we'll be in touch anyway as we get closer to Breeders' Cup, um, and I'll set up some time for you. But uh, I really appreciate it. And, and actually, you know, one thing I wanted to say to you, I uh, – I actually, I'll say this, I admire you quite a bit because you're not afraid to call out people on Twitter about their bullshit. Yeah. And, and I really appreciate that. Because yeah, I'm, I'm chicken and I don't. Uh, but but every time I, I think to myself, yay, Steve, that's good, man. I'm glad you said that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I, um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm right in the aisle on a lot of uh, monetary and social issues. And, 
And then when it comes to the actual horse racing stuff, yeah, I call them out. Um, you know, I've had um, some various trainers that I'm not afraid to to call out. Uh, one of them that got a suspension, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, it's alright to speak your mind as long as you keep it somewhat cordial. But you know, you can't just be a a, a homer and live in the PC world, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. No, no, it is it is, it is appreciated. So just just so you know, there are those of us out there that we may not engage in it, but we're 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 good with it. So uh, thank you. <laughs> I love it. All right, Steve. Well, listen, I'll, I'll keep you posted on our progress here, and we'll get uh, in touch as we get uh, closer to the BC. But really, thanks very much for doing this. It's been uh, I've really enjoyed the conversation. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. All right, well, take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right, All take right. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I really enjoyed that conversation with Steve about some big scores as well as some bad beats. There was some good handicapping insights in there also that hopefully we can all use someday to get another big score for ourselves. Hey, I'm sure you've got a big score story of your own you'd like to share, and we'd like to hear it. How did you dope that thing out? What did you hit for? What was the secret sauce you had that others didn't? Did you get sauced afterwards while celebrating? That kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about. Give us a shout on the Can Do Twitter account or Facebook page or send us an email. Can do Bill D, C A N D O B I L L D, at gmail.com. In the meantime, thanks for listening, and of course, may the horse be with you. <laughs>